the spirit of oneness must embrace us there was a reality that was true in the apostolic community in the book of acts of the apostles they fought with the strength of a generation they were an impenetrable force they were synergized by the power of the holy spirit one man being put into jail can be the subject of, of night vigil and that man is our, our current problem is that peter is in jail everybody there was poverty that time people were poor in that night vigil are you are you with me <laughs> there were poor people sick people were there but the current problem on ground that day was that peter was what in prison because there was this oneness there was a corporate life that they enjoyed if one of them were to be injured then it will affect that corporate balance it will diminish the experience of god that they have once once known and seen hallelujah i began to grow in my prayer life when i started complying to the art of intercession because intercession demands that you bear the body of other people and then you leave your own body out and then God will raise another intercessor to pray for you you may not understand the power of prayer until you are in the intercessory network you will still be trying to carry the bodies of your life it is only the body of your life that God has not given you grace to carry but when you connect yourself to other things, other purposes in God, other lives, you will just discover that your own life is floating well. Hallelujah. They operated a, a selfless economy. And that was why their strength was able to overflow generations. I want to show you something. Please sit down. Please be seated for a moment, okay? At the end of the meeting yesterday, somebody came to me with a question. And the person said, I've been studying the Bible for quite some time. And I, I, get, I get confused when I see this statement repeated in scripture once and again. Just like the one we were quoting yesterday when we said that there's no enchantment against Jacob. Neither is there any divination against Israel. That he has seen this, this, this trend. The Bible makes reference to Jacob. The Bible makes reference to Israel. What is it that God is communicating? Hallelujah. You see, God, you see, if you study the Bible, you begin to know the way God thinks. And if you can grasp the way God thinks, it will, it will enhance your understanding of how to relate with God. Amen? Now, a few things. Let's see a few things. Amen? Just... I'm still going back to the Bible study. I have my, my script to continue from when we stopped a long time ago. You know, many things cause some interruptions, but we are still on track. <laughs> Genesis chapter 12. Let me show you a few things. Genesis 12. Hallelujah. Now, what, let's read carefully Genesis chapter 12. Can we read carefully? not in a hurry just try to see the content of that which god promised abraham and there is there is a very salient place there's a hidden place i want you to look upon before i begin to explain amen all right 
Now, Abraham was a, is a pivotal figure in scripture. It is with Abraham that we see God beginning a process. Redemption began with Abraham. Redemption found its fulfillment and its epicenter in Christ. Redemption leads us into active participation in the kingdom. Now, so there are three, there are three stations there. Began with Abraham, has his epicenter and fulfillment in Christ. And he leads us into participation in kingdom reality. That's what the Bible teaches. But I'm not here to confuse you. I'm just... I just want to put two or three things in their proper perspective. Now, so with Abraham, God began something. God began redemption. There were mighty men that have existed before Abraham came into manifestation. But God did not decide to begin the process of redemption with any one of them. He didn't begin with Noah. There were great men. Enoch. Great men had existed before Abraham came. Great men with great credentials. Great men that are with God. And you would, have, you would have thought that God would have begun redemption with Enoch. Because Enoch was a man that broke out of the limitations of the fall. He was operating in an economy that was not yet revealed. Now we can't go into all of that. I will show you that even in the Old Testament, people were able to attain righteousness in the Old Testament. Because the Bible began to speak about Abraham, that he believed God, and it was logically calculated as righteousness. Are you with me? Now, so there were men that actually walked with God. But Abraham has no credentials. Abraham was an idol worshiper. And it was him that God chose to begin the process, kickstart the process of redemption. Now, the reason why God chose Abraham, I'm not teaching, I'm just trying to explain something. Just trying to explain something. Amen? The reason why God chose Abraham because Abraham's life Abraham's starting point is similar to the starting point of everybody that had not given his life to Christ. So Abraham was going to be a prototype. And what God was going to achieve in the life of Abraham, he did not intend to achieve it only in Abraham alone. Amen? So even though Abraham was a prototype of everyone that will pass through the process of redemption, walk the path of redemption, and find fulfillment in redemption, and break the hold of the fall and operate within the capacity of the purpose of God for his life. Even though it will be so, but there were several things about Abraham that we need to look into critically to see how that God can be dealing with one man. Amen? That's what we think, that he's dealing with one man, but he's actually dealing with many people through one man. Can you, can you, can you capture that? He's dealing with you. You think he's just dealing with you. But you don't understand that he's dealing with many people through you. And if he has been able to get his result in your life, the window has been opened for him to deal with many other people. And it is because of the opportunity you gave him by yielding to his process that he has access to such people. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Now, so you might be looking yourself, looking at yourself as one man. But you see... God sees us a little bit differently. And we can capture this understanding when we look at the very call of Abraham. Are you still with me? Amen? Now what I'm doing, I'm just trying to explain or give an answer to the question of our brother yesterday night. 
that question was a strong question. Because I began to ask myself, why is this young man asking this question? I think the Lord began to help me. Amen? All right, can we check it? Um, Genesis chapter 12, I'd like you to turn your back. You see, at any point in time, please listen to me. If you're a selfish man, a selfish woman, you, you'll be so myopic that you'll not be able to see what God is doing. <laughs> like you, you might be seeing yourself. Well, I'm my work with God. But God sees beyond you. Even though your life will become the excuse and the window that will give him access to many more people. But that is already incorporated in the economy that we see manifested in the life of Abraham in the book of Genesis 12. Now let's read carefully, you'll see what I'm talking about. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, the Bible says, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make thee a great nation. And I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now, if you look at this scripture, the call of Abraham at face value, you may not appreciate the intents of God. But you see, I thank God for the scripture that we have available to us. Anytime we are confused about any issue, the scripture is there for us to look upon it, to contemplate it. And through the instrumentality of meditation, God will take us beyond the reasoning of our mind and bring us into the reasoning of his own orbit. By the time he connects us to his, he takes us into depths that we were not able to fathom or think into by exerting our By so doing, of impregnate us several things and not with us takes us beyond us so that we can connect the first question you will see about the call of Abraham is that God was saying I will make thee a great nation that's my first question how do you call a man and then say I'll make you a nation that means that God in dealing with Abraham was actually dealing with him in such a way that it will give him an opportunity to deal with a people that will become a nation now so God's dealing of Abraham was a personal kind of dealing God's dealing of Abraham was what we call a corporate kind of dealing he represented a corporate destiny you may not know that while you are seated here you are a corporate man and God does not really see you as an individual. He sees you as a corporate man. And all of God's dealings and all of God's patterns. And everybody that God called, he called such people, his dealings over them are corporate dealings. Beyond you. He's dealing with you. But you see, his dealings and the, mm, the level of dealings and disciplines he makes out to. It's not just the one you need for you to survive. It goes beyond you so that your life can create a pattern for people that your life will affect. 
So if God has dealt with you sufficiently, your life will be able to deal with other people that, whose destinies are connected to you. And so unknown to you, all the investments of God over your life, all the processes that God took you through were not just processes to furnish you as his product, but processes that you had to go through in order to be a capacity and a vessel through which he could reach other people. So he considers you a corporate man. And I'm going to show you the principles of a corporate man because that's how God thinks. He thinks corporate. You think individual. He thinks corporate. God wanted to save us. He sent one man called Jesus. All right? A lot of people did not understand the implication of his ministry upon the face of the earth. They did not perceive the substance that was being executed. They did not perceive the economy and the wisdom that was at work. What is it? On Christ. In Christ. He was seeing Christ. He was seeing you. And through him, God had created a pattern. Are you with me? I, I'm losing words. But I know the Lord will go beyond the limitations of my words. And he will paint a picture upon your heart with his ink. And it will see. Hallelujah. Now, several people have come to me and said, I like your life. You preach good. You preach strong. It affects me. But there's something I feel don't understand. My case is different. It seems your life is, is good, but mine is terrible. And the person does not understand that the reason why you perceive life to be terrible is because there are several destinies connected to you. And God is dealing with you not as an individual, but as a what? Corporate man. If you miss that, you have missed a lot. For instance, for corporate people, God makes this kind of statement. Can you go back to the Bible? Amen? All right. Back there, go back there, don't live there in a hurry. Now, when you ever hear God making this kind of statement, take note. And I tell you, He's making it over you too. Now, what this, can we go to verse 3 of Genesis 12? He said, I will bless them that bless thee. Okay, stop there. Stop there. Now, a time we come, not too long from now, we will now take our Bibles and study a very long study. Take us 21 days, 21 short days. We'll study on the eternal purpose of God. Where did God begin? How did he operate? How did he start? How did he begin? And how did he execute? What were the pillars and the things that were fabricated into the foundations of the earth? In keeping with that eternal purpose, and how that your life can exist in time if it's not linked to that flow, uh, you are, your life is and everything you are is adorning the kingdom of darkness. When we come into that study, I think we'll go reach back into hallowed antiquity. See all this that will take us beyond time into the past, then we'll, and then you will understand what we mean by pattern. We understand why God needs a pattern. We understand why God is a corporate man. We understand why, why the pattern of God must, must require selflessness. Hmm. The Lord give understanding. Now check it. See. 
and I'll make thy name great. And then he made a strange statement that if you are not careful, you know, he said, Indeed, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now, what is what does he mean by indeed? What what does he mean by indeed shall all the families of, he has gone beyond the Abraham you see you see you see there is a seed that is inside of you hmm? it's in that seed that all the nations of the earth that one is not in your own generation but it, through the doorway of my dealings I will also be dealings I'm bringing upon your life so that eventually that purpose beyond you but yet in you will touch the nations of the earth when we go and look at scripture when we look at the scripture um, theologically alright we read and believe black and white no, no revelation just let's go black and white you will notice that the fulfillment of that um, promise indeed shall all the families of the earth be blessed began or found actualization in the man called Joseph because it was Joseph that Egypt was the breadbasket of the world and people came from every part of the world in, in, their, in bands of families to buy food and it was Joseph that was what Meanwhile, that event was already factored in the encounter that is grandfather. Oh, what? Is it grandfather? Yes. Or great-grandfather? That event was already factored, what? In the encounter that his great-grandfather had with God. God is prophetic. He doesn't see the way we see. He sees. He see. Can you give God the opportunity he wants? See, there are several people that will never see this light, if not for your life. So if you don't get to yield to God's processes and, and attain a stature, the realm of the spirit, the opportunity for those people to hit light is not, not even in view. Feelings that God... Meanwhile, he was administering the dealings four generations away. See the way, so Abraham was a corporate man. Please help me tell your neighbor you are a corporate man. Took you through the party, took you through. There are strange things around your life, can't understand in this. But the only thing I know is that because you don't know the fourth generation, you don't know the fifth and God is taking you through a process that will give him looks upon himself in better if I are you with me now just in answer to our brother's question talks that way He talks when he, he calls his people Israel. He's talking about a corporate entity. 
when he calls them what Jacob is talking about the individual man that God is dealing giving the dealings to create a corporate are you here you are still with me there are several things that can seen in any other context except the corporate context and if you take it outside we're in trouble Israel as they were transiting out Egypt are you still with me they were coming Egypt and because there was a corporate anointing that was upon them corporate anointing was to ensure that they had consistent supply of divine resources for that which God was doing and what God was doing was what a movement out of captivity in order for them to have consistent supply of divine resources they had to be a corporate anointing in order for them to have reinforcement from heaven they had to be what a corporate anointing in order for them to have provision protection they had to be a corporate hallelujah are you still with me now so several things happened because of the corporate spirit but the time came you see it's easy for you to be under a corporate anointing and not feel that you need to develop a personal anointing for instance now over this anointing and the grace of god that is dispatched from heaven to secure this ministry and the objective that it stands for and to plant it and to make it propagate beyond locality and boundary that anointing has been released from heaven and anywhere under heaven under the sun that this initiative gets to that anointing backs it up if it if if that initiative or that extension is still within the parameters of the will of God then that corporate anointing is there hallelujah so the same things you see in the first place you are going to see in the second place he finds the, the parent place and once he drains the parent anointing even the other branches or locations still will die because he has been able to fight out the corporate covering and that covering is no longer available to and touch. Meanwhile, they are drawing from a stream which is linked that heaven has made and heaven is committed to. So on the strength of that mandate, as long as they are true to that mandate, there's reinforcement from heaven. There's supply from heaven. There's backing from heaven. There's protection from heaven. You get it? That's what happened. The purpose of God for them to come out of captivity. And so there was a corporate anointing that was there to fulfill it and to administer it. And that corporate anointing had a strange manifestation it had a cloud-like manifestation it had a fire-like man manifestation because in the desert there's so much cold in the night time so it came like a fire it gave them warm warmth in the desert there's so much heat in the daytime it came like a cloud it blocked the sun and it, it gave them a, a different temp they came out of egypt with their own temperature that could only happen because of a corporate so fire was in the night to make them warm the cloud was there in the day to keep them from excessive heat and those guys were they were they came with they came with air conditioner they came with ac they were transiting with their own temperature 
my god my god it means some things can happen to everybody but you have if you are secure under a corporate anointing you have a different temperature you have a different pressure you have a different circumstances around your own life oh. I, I, eh, we are supposed to be doing bible study <laughs> so i have to cut down the preaching are you with me now when they began to doubt God when they came to the border side of the very land that God had are you with me now committed to have done so many signs done things that have never been done suspect the laws of nature now they were at the border and at the Then the captain, let's get 12 guys to go and spy. 10 guys came with a different report. Two guys came with a different report. And in a democratic society, you likely believe. So what began to happen at that point was that because of the unbelief, the consensus unbelief of the crowd, the corporate anointing lifted. When the corporate anointing lifted, we now discovered who had a personal anointing. And only two guys in that camp had a personal anointing. It was only Joshua and Caleb. So when the corporate anointing lifted, only the person. Now, so when we talk about Israel, corporate spirit, a corporate anointing, a corporate destiny. When we talk about Jacob, hmm, <laughs> Now let me give you a tangible experience. We had a group those days when we were on campus. It was a mighty generation. Our own generation left. Other generations came. And within then there was no GSM. So there was no contact so that there would be networking and all of that. But surprising when, when, when some years ago when I was posted here. I started praying in my house in the evening time. And when I began to pray in the evening time some strange people were attracted to that prayer and after a long time we became personal we became personal friends and we interviewed ourselves and we now discover that a few of us were part do you get it we we had no continuity ourselves but i was that and i graduated other people came to that altar and did for their own time and graduated and then years later god connected people Donald was on that order. It was in our own generation groups. And all of that, demonic prayer group was experiencing so much persecution and so much temptation. Even the leader himself became weak. Hallelujah. And then the corporate anointing lifted. It was a mighty revival that came through the instrumentality of that platform. come close to me and whisper into my ears and when I declare it it will come to pass it was a great experience Jesus <laughs> wonderful experience and we were basking in the fires of God we were basking in the in the breath of God and it was wonderful I remember those days teacher of camp and when they we quoting scriptures and 
everybody there used to be when he begins to pray in tongues nobody had as much stamina he challenged everybody's life and when we saw the way he could break in the spirit and under the power of the Holy Spirit in the place of prayer every one of us was challenged and we began to follow him too but when it came to scripture scripture amen, amen. scripture I was a custodian those days <laughs> and, and, and even that dimension too affected a lot of people and everybody brought his own dimension prophecy he... hallelujah finds a bearing and he begins to launch out was a mighty move of God. Several people came there. There was a time like that we now say, okay, we'll not pray in the dark again. Because darkness inside of us. That's why we, we it's in the dark and the night. They say, what is that thing moving us? Letter that came from LCS. LCS say we are dark, we are full of darkness. That's why we are looking. So in order for us not to be misunderstood every day, one day we decided to come into the open. And then we had grown beyond 40. We started with few, we had grown beyond 40. Hallelujah. And the first time we showed up in the in outside was on the tennis court on the second campus. And we began to speak string tongues. Tongues. Somebody went for beer. He went to fellowship over a bottle of star across the gate. Hallelujah. After fellowshipping, he wanted to go back to his hostel. And as he was, he was meandering. You know, he was in the, he was in the move. Just meandering under the influence of, of liquor. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then he came to the place where we were praying. And then he lost the ability to move. He wanted to meander, but he, was, he kept doing like this. We didn't know that the, the one angel had pinned him down. And then after he tried for long, for 30 minutes, he couldn't move. He cried out. And then we came to his aid and led him to Christ. He was under the influence of beer and he spoke the real tongue. Not the one he spoke from the fellowship. <laughs> My God. And strange things began to happen. Wonderful things began to take place. That time, even in the class, I'll begin to hear music in the spirit. Music. And sometimes the music becomes so loud, I touch my neighbor, are you hearing this music? See, that thing where we they talk, right? <laughs> see, we have, see, don't, see, don't laugh, see. See, we, we, we were not taught that that was how it was. I used to be a faith preacher. I was a living faith man. I didn't know better. Because those days would just come and say, this week something will happen to you. That's all we knew. And then now I was hearing music in the spirit. And my teachers didn't tell me that. My pastor didn't tell me that. And it was strange. Hallelujah. Oh, the Lord give you understanding. Lord give you understanding. Lord give you understanding. It was a strange experience. We didn't know it. I never saw in church where my pastor laid hands and anybody fell under the power. But I came to minister one morning. It was Saturday morning. After doing night visit. They came to smuggle me from the bed. So I just took my bath and appeared no sermon so i just sang a song like that and power broke in the hall 
and a deeper life lady last because it's that lady she never prayed until she had her tie on the, like this four corner it must be everywhere the hair must be overtaken so when the power of god hit her the hair tie was going and i felt it will affect her prayer it will affect her faith so i wanted to help her fix it and when i touched her i i saw her at the end of the hall <laughs> I've never known that. I've never seen that before. I've never seen it happen before. People spinning around in a hole like that. I tried to teach for two hours. Nothing. When I became tired, I, I, I blessed them and I left. Don't know this. It was a mighty move of the spirit. Hallelujah. We just finished morning prayer one time and I, I, I came. I was just speaking in tongues on the road. I felt like staying one spot. 6 a.m. speaking in tongues. People going to the other campus, they were passing. Pass, and one lady just greeted me and said, Amen. She powered ah, on the streets. With those days, that was the time they started wearing white and black on campus. That the first time that they initiated it. Lawyers started wearing white. So when the power hit her, her wife didn't look too good. <laughs> and strange things began to, and then we come to church trying to hear something that will encourage us and then show us how to move in this thing. And then you come there, you hear the part of the jaws, it's like a shining light. The way you prosper yesterday is supposed to increase. Meanwhile, I was in poverty. <laughs> <laughs> There was nothing there. The cupboard was empty. It was a basking in fire. And I was wondering, what? Did we miss it somewhere? Hallelujah. Then when I became discouraged that this is my own part of the jaws, there's no light there. <laughs> there's no light on my part. And I wanted to withdraw, but the hand of God was strong. We didn't have anybody to teach us. And it began to move like that. A time came. I don't know which conference the leader of the prayer group went to. He came back with another thing. He didn't believe. The, ah! And the whole group scattered. But when the corporate anointing left, the personal anointing remained. Now, as we box under a corporate cloud, be sure to make sure that your well is active. So that even if we isolate you out of the, the colony and you stand alone by the will of God, you will fight with the strength of all of us. When that cloud lifted, because a time came the devil attacked, and the spirit of, of love that was among us broke. People that were so passionate and connected together became rivals and enemies. Things that we did before that brought corporate life became an issue. I used to teach before and people were blessed. But if I teach again, they say, he wants to show us that he knows scripture. Ah, the whole thing became, and then the move could not last. But when that cloud left, something remained. The devil thought he had won. But he never knew that God wanted to give a break so that he could repackage it again. But he will extend a move beyond the time that the corporate cloud leaves in the hearts of men whose personal faith is still alive so there's corporate faith there's personal faith there's corporate anointing there's personal anointing hallelujah do you realize that maybe when you come here to pray you see yourself praying like 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 a warrior like a warlock and when you go home and you try out yourself ah 
I said, what happened to you? <laughs> if you feel dry at home, it means <laughs> you have been basing your life on a corporate anointing. And it will be time for you to develop what? A personal one. You see, in dealing with Abraham, he was dealing with. In dealing with you, he's dealing with many people. That's why a time will come in your life when you move into a place and God just begins to use you. Those people have been existing. But when you just came there, it's as if your life is just touching and seeing everything. Why? God factored those people's problem into your dealing. That's why you can carry the grace that answers to them. He was considering you as a corporate man. So there are several dealings of God that are in the context of a corporate call. And there are several dealings of God that are in the context of a personal call. The reason why God still has time to deal with us on a personal level is so that that difference that he has placed inside of you by reason of your uniqueness, there is an anointing that will enforce that difference. That difference becomes this, your own unique additive and flavor to the corporate strength. You get it? And that's why he didn't make all of us our apostles. He didn't make all of us prophets. He didn't make all of us evangelists. He made us different. So that in our corporateness, we can have dimensions. And the devil cannot handle us as a corporate people. There are several battles you can fight on your own and you'll be finding it difficult and then you come into a corporate environment instantly that battle is overturned. Because the battle has met another dimension of the operation of God that is so exposed to his weakness and his cuts it off. Alright? There were two great, people, great apostles in the Bible. Paul and Barnabas. They were tag team when they were attacking me ministry. And I began to study the life of Barnabas and I began to find out why is it that after the quarrel, Paul and Barnabas quarreled, Barnabas ministry, we didn't hear of Barnabas again. Meanwhile, we kept hearing of Paul. And then even the boy that Barnabas took along with him to continue his apostolic ministry, after many years, the boy that was related, Barnabas' relative, that Paul said we not follow them. That was the object of their quarry. John Mark, that boy. It was later when Paul was old that Paul now said, Bring John Mark to me. He's profitable unto the ministry. Many years later. But what of his master? Did you care to ask? In fact, the word ministry, the word ministry in that scripture is diaconate, which is deacon. Meanwhile, he was being trained by Paul to become an apostle. He was going through an apostolic discipleship so that he could carry an apostolic mantle and also discharge the responsibilities that Paul has in other territories where he cannot be physically present. And after eloping with Barnabas, many years later, Paul said, okay, now he's ready to be a deacon. Call him. He's profitable. But we never care to ask, where was Barnabas. I found out the difference. When Paul was, being, was going out, he came and submitted himself and he was released by the church. Okay? So Paul went with, with the strength of the entire local assembly. 
But Barnabas went out as an individual. He was crushed. Did you get it to that point? Bro? Okay, so I can stop there. If you need more, I can go on. Amen? They say, your mark, bring your mark back. Now he's profitable for the ministry of a deacon. So he never, never entered into his, the apostolic call that he was being discipled to enter. Amen? Now, there are many of us here. Yes, you are going to be a millionaire tomorrow. But today, hmm, you have not yet acquired the discipline to manage 5,000. So you need to stay online and receive discipline, receive teaching, receive discipleship. So that you can enter into your purpose. Are you with me? Yes. There are some of us. You, you will be a mighty preacher tomorrow. But for now. You need to go through. A process. That process. That will bring upon you. The full impact. Of the corporate perspective. That God sees whenever he sees your life. If we move into the book of Hebrews, we can open many more chapters of the Bible and scriptures to reveal this understanding. Hallelujah. Finally, before I go back to our teaching in Exodus chapter 1, what happened in BSU when I graduated? I went to Kano. And when I got to Kano, there was a mountain I used to ascend and pray. And on that mountain, on the top of that mountain, I met some people one day. And we came together and prayed together. And after praying together, they now went, because I shared some scriptures with them. They went, and when they went down, the next day they came with other people. I shared scriptures with them. And then before you know it, the mountain top was being filled up with people. Then another move of God started. That place was basically an equa-dominated community. And so when we speak in tongues, it's strange to them because it's not part of their philosophy and their theology. So one of the first things that I do when I meet such people is to teach about the Holy Spirit and that you need to speak in tongues. If I didn't learn anything from chem chemistry at all, I learned a, a catalyst, that word called catalyst. That hastens a chemical reaction even though it's not part of the reaction. You can hear God without being baptized in the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit... Baptism in the Holy Spirit is like a catalyst. It makes it faster. People, there were several people that never spoke in tongues. They wrote great books. And you know that it's the Holy Spirit that inspired them. But it took them so much time to be able to get that kind of inspiration. So much time of meditation. So much time of waiting. So much time of prayer. Hallelujah. But when you have the catalyst, you can even do a normal job. You can still work in civil service and be a mighty evangelist and move in the anointing to a very high level because there's a catalyst that can hasten the reaction. And it happens to be that your compliance to the destiny that God has placed over your life is a function of how yielded you are to the Holy Spirit and to his operation inside of you. And that operation is kept alive by prayer. And that kind of prayer is catalyzed by what? The presence. There are several limitations the Bible reveals that we ourselves we don't even know how to pray as we ought to pray. But the Spirit Himself needs to come and help us. In the, in, the, in the supernatural, you need the Spirit's help. And if there's a catalyst to hasten those reactions, it becomes easier for you to operate in accuracy. After teaching, 
we laid hands on them according to the scriptures and they began to speak in tongues and we kept doing that kept doing that daily daily kept doing that daily kept doing that daily kept doing that and they're stretching the people in prayer four hours prayer they say they have never prayed like that say that's why you need to start now then we began to go four hours prayer regularly amen and then in fact that was when I discovered that even somebody of 12 years old can understand very deep things in the Bible if the person is baptized in the Holy Spirit and exercises his spirit regularly. Because I've seen a boy that is a little bit older than this one, a, the anointing of a prophet came on him seriously and he prophesied things. He can prophesy in the morning, comes to pass in the evening. I've seen that before. I've seen that God is no respecter of persons. I've seen that God can use anybody that makes himself available. I've seen it. I've seen it. And what we saw in Kano was greater than what we saw on campus. Because it happened to male, female, small, old, happened everywhere. And before we knew it, a mighty move of the spirit that went beyond our hands started in the city of Kano. And it was a time of violence, it was a time of riot. And this move of the spirit began to go on. You will hear that some people have gone out. And the people I just taught in Bible study now have gone out and they prayed for a cripple and they forced the woman to walk and she's walking without her crutches now. They will come back with, with stick. And then I lay hands on them again. I sent them back again. Hallelujah. And then the one that is too difficult for them because they believe that I have all the answers. <laughs> they believe that that man, that man, he has all the answers. Just because of the little Bible knowledge that God gave me. And they never knew that most of the questions they asked, it was at the spur of the moment that God inspired me to give them the answer. But they went back and said, that we have seen a man. We saw a man. The scriptures have come alive. Meanwhile, <laughs> it was the Holy Ghost that was helping. And many things began to take place and many conversions started taking place. Many people that were into very terrible things began to give their life to Christ. Handing over charms and things like that began to happen. And it's not from people that were preachers. I mean, very small boys here and there, here and there, here and there, began like that. And the move began to strengthen. The move began to strengthen. The move began to strengthen. I kept, I stayed in the place of prayer just to, to find out the next instruction that God will give because I know that there is a point that God will give another instruction. And when we move into that instruction, the grace is multiplied. And we kept moving like that. Then the time came, God now said, raise for me a crusade platform and I'll begin to deliver these people. Now up until that time I didn't have the ability to preach. I believe that on a crusade ground it's a place for preachers. Somebody that can he, he has this skill of conjuring the word of God and, and speaking it so fast so fast that he punctures the barriers. Hallelujah. I didn't have that ability then but the Lord said, raise a crusade platform. And uh, somehow I told the people, I said, all right, God is speaking. He said, we should raise a crusade, crusade platform. And then we now raise the platform. Meanwhile, the government has said, no open air meetings and all of that. We raise a platform. When we raised that platform, we now saw that they started monitoring us from various quarters. Islamic people monitoring us and there was a very strong witchcraft court in that community that we did not know about that were monitoring us. I was passing one morning, passing like that, just passing, and they were doing a, no, evening, they were doing Sunday school for children, from children like that, and the teacher was teaching them. 
And then the teacher said, oh, please, pastor, come, come, come. Just pray for my children. I touched the first one. That one began to manifest. Touch another one and manifest. Touch. After touching five people and they manifest, I said, you have been teaching demons. Demons are just, they are, you are, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh. Then we now started doing deliverance. The, the prayer, she said I should pray briefly. It took us to nine o'clock in the night. Prayer. Oh, can you see the spirits these children were carrying. Then one of them was about 12 years old. That one, when we began to deliver her, she shouted. I said, something has appeared to this girl. Then we now decided to interview her. She began to lie. I said, ah, hey, you are not, you don't know who you are talking to. What appeared to you now? After putting pressure on her, she now revealed that, and it's that old woman that used to carry blood in her hand. So there was one old woman. I don't know whether it's a spirit being or, the, or a human being. That was initiating young children, initiating young people, initiating young people around like that. And she confessed that there were 150 something people that were already initiated. And my God. Hallelujah. Okay. And then we now say, Where do you meet? She now started carrying us. She will stop. I say, I will, I will release. <laughs> And she took us to one ugly tree, fat tree. The tree was just fat and ugly. She says, inside. Inside, it's not right. You have finished your work, go. After that event, mm, all of hell broke loose. So much so that the marine court, that court, that witchcraft court, they sent a message to us that we are coming for your cruise, you said. I see you say you are doing. Let's meet. <laughs> Let's meet there. We didn't understand what was going on. In fact, I must tell you the truth, I became afraid. I ran to that mountain for seven days. Makaska. Prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And because I was praying in fear, God didn't speak. Mm, he didn't speak for seven days. I was in fasting. He didn't speak. And then I said, okay, let's do it this way. Uh -huh. Second, to compound the issue, my friend that was a prophet in our team, he was very blessed. Then, then I didn't used to see as many visions as I see now. Hallelujah. That, my friend, was a visionary. He sees all the visions we, and all of that. I, I bring the scripture. I bring the scripture. <laughs> I say, no, this prescription is not in line with scripture. Wait. This is, the, this is the concussion. When we mix this and that, we have. So we used to do that tactic. My friend that was a prophet, he was working, he was a manager of a cyber cafe. And the cyber cafe in, in Sabangarekano was upstairs. After we had finished all the prayers for the crusade, he was in his office. And a mad woman just walked in, opened the slide door, and stabbed him with bottle. When he stabbed him with bottle, he told him that, I think you're the one that say, you know they hear. Now you say. So my friend, fear gripped him and he ran away. He didn't come for the crusade. So I was expecting him to, to come because if there is danger, he will say, hey. That he has seen 14 spirits and they are like rope. He would just, <laughs> he's the one that used to see all the danger. Hallelujah. He looked at me one day and said, you have faith to... Me, if I don't see, I know they go. But you, you have faith. Your faith is big. <laughs> Hallelujah. That my prophet friend, he ran away after they stabbed him. So what I did was I came down and said, all right, 
In this crusade, we are, all of us were going to preach. Hmm? So I pushed my friend. I said, preach first. So I stayed to see whether the witches, I said they will come, they will come. <laughs> 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 Me, I was, I, was, I was there just watching. Then I pushed another person in the second. I said, you, preach second. The Islamic people that wanted to come didn't come the first day. They didn't come the second day. It was the third day that the witches and the Islamic people, the third day that me, I came with white suit. <laughs> I came with white suit. Then I used to have one white suit. I used to call it healing suit. Healing. <laughs> Please don't wear white suit if God has not spoken to you. <laughs> Don't wear white suit. Don't wear white. But if God speaks, you can wear white suit and come with white handkerchief. The first disgrace that the devil said for me was that a mad woman came into the crusade ground. Just. <laughs> and you know, those my disciples believed that I had all the answers. And if anything should make them believe that I didn't have all the answers, their faith will be shipwrecked. Hallelujah. So a mad woman came in today. And she's a notable mad woman. A mad woman that is known. You know, see, there are some mad people that are known. They know the father. Eh? Eh, so she is a notable mad woman. So as she began to go around the place, I got grieved in the spirit. So I came down from the pulpit and I told my usher, I said, hold that woman. That's the mistake that I made. I would have ignored the woman. But I told them, hold the woman. And you know, one of our ushers is Brother Sunday. He has big chest, big body, big biceps. I was thinking that Sunday will be. Sunday actually was coming there. Then the woman said, <laughs> Sunday left. Sunday left. <laughs> it was when Sunday left that I knew that my problems were many. But at that time, we invited cameraman to view. Do you understand? When you have organized a meeting, and then you invite cameraman. So when, when I was running towards the mad person, the cameraman too was interested. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord will help us. And I was there with white suit. So you see, I was too close to the mad woman already. And she's not just a mad woman, she's a violent mad woman. Now I was too close already. For me to say that I didn't see her, it would be. And my disciples, their faith will, will, will destroy. So I, 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 there was no faith, but I was bold. No, the faith has gone. But I put my hand on the woman's head. The first thing she did was to give me a blow in return. <laughs> You know, that blow, eh? <laughs> was such that if you, if you receive, you will not see where for a while. <laughs> Although it was not obvious in the tape that I wasn't, I, the center of, I've lost the center of gravity. I've lost it. And then suddenly, faith entered me. Faith from nowhere. That one is a corporate faith. Not my, I know, I, I knew exactly where my own faith eloped. My faith was fragile. Hamatan could drive it out. All right? 
Then one strange feet enter. Then I lifted up my hands. I've never tried that before now. I called the name of Jesus three times and she was lifted up from the ground and inside the crowd. But then I, they read my own faith that left, came. <laughs> and I rushed the woman, I rushed her. Surprisingly, the woman's brain came back. When the brain came back, the Islamic people that came to set ambush, eh? they went and stood at the back. They said, they say, in that in Hausa, no, I don't understand Hausa. But the Hausa is that he has a, a big charm. <laughs> he, has, he has big charm. Now, when that woman fell down under the power, the father of that girl, that is not a Muslim, is not a Christian, he is, he is, he is a God to himself. He's, he's intermediate. He's, he, <laughs> 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 the girl came down under the power of God. And we began to pray, she began to manifest. The manifestation was a strange type. It's not a type that is a strange type. And the spirit was casted out. When I came back to the pulpit and I gave an altar call, we had over 500 people that gave their life to Christ. Inclusive of these people were the witches that said that they were coming to meet me. All of them entered and said they are giving their life to Christ. And what they wanted to do was just to make contact with my eyes. Just let's see like this. That's all. And that's why they, that was the only opportunity to come close. Instant, I didn't know where it came from. It came from, I just said, fire! And that was how they began to manifest. I've never seen people manifest like that in one night, like that. And they manifested for three hours. That one too is corporate anointing. I've not reached that level. Do you understand it? Hmm. A service was going on. We didn't pray. We didn't pray. Crippled woman started walking. I assure you, even that level too. I was more surprised than my disciples. But my disciples, hey, as those people started manifesting, they shared themselves and began deliverance. With deliverance from tonight, three hours deliverance. The whole people in that community eh, bow for Jesus that day. The community. I mean, Kano, not in. Not I'm talking of. So I'm just trying to make you understand when it is corporate, when it's personal. I saw things that I have never seen before. And I must confess, since that day, I've never been as anointed as that day till today. Let's pray. You see, my Bible study that I brought, we have not been able to go into it. I've never been as anointed as I was that day. That day, people came out and said, I was pushing them. Eh? They said I was pushing people. That's why they are falling. And then they now came and lined up. And I came. I didn't, talk, I didn't come close. The team just... That land gave their life to Christ. The land. Even because of that crusade, some weeks later, one lady like that, witchcraft people used her back to ride horse in the night. So she became crippled in the morning. We were passing by, and the mother of the, the girl now called, said, Pastor, Pastor, I came there, and I told the woman, slap this girl three times. She would rise up. She said, slap my daughter. Three slap. From that moment, we started seeing miracles. But the anointing that came that day, it came from somewhere else. Because my own faith could not carry the things that happened. Do you understand it? 
And so when the Bible says that one shall chase a thousand, and two shall put what? 10,000. Now, you see, it's not, it's not gimmicks. I know, I've seen that scripture come to pass. Today we stand upon better promises established upon greater foundation. Because we have proven the word of God to be true. That revival is a reality. No matter how tough, how thick, how rugged the land is. The spirit of God can break forth out of obscurity. And several things will begin to take place. And a new order will be perpetuated. I'm telling you the truth. The best of such moves will happen in our, in our lifetime. A time will come in this land. It, uh, in the night vigil on, on, on Friday, I was just seeing visions. I was just seeing things. I was just seeing things. See, a great thing is about to happen. Amen. Oh, my God. A great thing is about to hit. But we are going to pray. We are going to take advantage of the strength of 10,000 and push some things out of the way. I have seen the power of prayer seen the power of prayer especially when it is consistent it builds up like that it keeps building up it keeps building up it keeps building up and suddenly like a river that overflows its banks every dike that have been placed as a limitation is broken down and by the strength of of the momentum of the rivers they overflow their limits and pave a new way even where there was none prior to that time i want us to pray that God will make us individually strong. Have you been celebrating the corporate spirit that is over this house? Hallelujah. There is still a personal responsibility upon your life to build your own well so that your own well will be active and alive. So that in an event that a battle meets you when you are alone, you will fight with the strength of many. Rise up, let's pray together. You will fight with the strength of many. We saw the devil bow down in canoe. We saw several things. Sorcery were destroyed. Witchcraft was destroyed. Many things took place. You will fight with the strength of a thousand men. I want us to pray. Lord, my personal life, my personal life, my personal life, do something inside of me. That we create a depth in my life. A depth. From whence the fountain of God will gush forth. A depth. From whence the spirit of God will gush forth. Your life is connected to generations. Your life is connected to several people. If God can go far with you. Then you will have an opportunity to reach the people. That your life is connected to. I want you to lift up your voice and begin to pray. Something deeper must happen to me and you. Something deeper. 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 That God will give you strength to be able to dig out a well. A well that will begin to release refreshing. Not just upon your life, but beyond your life. For the Bible said, he that believeth on me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly shall gush forth rivers of living water. And every dry place, every patch place, every place 
that has been hardened and quickened by drought when that release from your life begins to cause forth God will bring refreshing to many that stand under the yoke of the enemy there is something that God wants to achieve in your life that will give him an opportunity to reach nations to reach generations for indeed shall all the families of the earth be blessed people in eager the land be blessed. Indeed, shall all the people in the land be blessed. Indeed, shall all the people in deep land be blessed. Indeed, shall all the people in the land be blessed. Indeed, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. You cannot stop here. That weight that wants to bring you to a point of standstill cannot succeed. You cannot stop your journey here. You cannot allow that situation to cripple you. You cannot allow that circumstance to overshadow you and to swallow you up. There is something that is in your life that is more than circumstance. There is something that will come out of your life that is more than that situation. God wants to be bring you to a point where he can cause that which he has deposited on your inside to reach out and reach forth, to go beyond and beyond and reach out to men in another generation, in another generation. Because indeed, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. There is something in your life that cannot be quantified in one generation. There is something in your life that cannot be perceived in one generation. Something must come from you. You cannot accept that defeat. You cannot accept that, that humbling situation. You cannot accept that condition. There is something about you that goes beyond with the current time. Reach out and reach forth. God has spoken over you. He has declared a word over you. He has spoken something over your life. Let the strength of the Lord come upon your spirit that you might be strengthened with might by his spirit that resides in your inner man. Let a new day begin. Your life will not end here. There is still a yonder. There is still a yonder. If you incline your ears to the whispers of eternity, God will reveal a yonder. There is a place beyond this point. There is a place beyond this junction. There is a place beyond this trouble. Because what is on your life cannot be quantified in one generation. God will have to break forth. He will have to break forth upon you. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Oh, 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 oh,
on every side but not in despair we are cast down but not forsaken we will not run down but not destroy there is a power that resides on the inside and the devil cannot get the better part of you because God has placed you as a corporate man as a pattern man many lives are connected to you and he cannot allow you waste under the yoke of the devil Yamanan <laughs> Them that be for us are much more than them that be against us. And only when your eyes are open that you can see this. That even when you stand alone, you will fight with the strength of many. The Lord will do a new thing and it shall spring forth. He shall make a way in the wilderness. Because we were so 
bless thee and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will make thy name great. And I will bless them that bless thee. And cause him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Lift up your hands as you pray. There is a blessing that was supposed to be channeled through your life. That blessing will not be stopped. It will not be kept under lock and key. There's something that you were ordained by God to be the channel of. I will bless thee. And thou shalt be a blessing. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And I will make thy name great. Fulfill thou thy counsel. And everything that stands in the way. That presents itself as a barrier, a barricade. To the outflow of that which you have channeled from yonder. Let such hindrances give way tonight. Let them give way. Let them give way. Let them give way. Let them give way, them give way. Them give way in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. Begin to pray. That channel shall not be blocked. That channel shall not be stopped. Sorrow will not stop that channel. Oppression will not stop that channel. Everything that the devil is doing around your life will not stop that channel. Indeed, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. There is something that must come from you. It must come from your life. It must come from your destiny. It must come from you. God has ordained it to come from you. It must come from you. Yes, Sakobarakandabaska. Rabedekan Soba, Sadebaske, Brekete, Bakombe, Rabedeke Sokoburokopoya. Must come. Nothing can hinder it. For it was proposed by the very mouth of God. God decreed it. That in thee. In thee. In thee. You become a mighty epicenter. To the dispensing. Of the plan of God. The purpose of God. The intent of God. Nothing will hinder you. 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 The channel will flow. It will flow. It will flow. It will flow. Yeah, mama, dada. Sakenama Korea Balasane Sakenama Nansenebregedela Bakuria Basada Sekabalada Masayama Semama Lenama Semama Sanama Mamana Ula Makasai Ula Makasai <laughs> oh yes 
Finally, we are going to pray tonight because as we pray consistently in these days, we must release an utterance in our prayers concerning the rising tide of the spirit of the bondwoman that seeks to claim this territory. It's a violent spirit. It's a terrible spirit. The scripture says that his dominion shall be from sea to sea. From the river to the ends of the earth. And the tribes of the wilderness shall bow before him. And his enemies shall lick the dust. In other translations it reads, And the desert tribes shall bow before him. And if you check your map critically, you will notice that Islam finds its greatest density in the desert. Say the tribes of the desert, they shall bow before him. <laughs> he says dominion shall know no boundary. It shall be from sea to sea, from coast to coast. From Euphrates to the ends of nations. And he said, and the desert tribes, the tribes of the wilderness, they shall bow before him. And as many of them that constitute enemies to the cause of Christ. The Bible says, they shall lick the dust. Amen. Can we lift up our voice tonight and say, Lord, let, let the grace we saw Muslims give their life to Christ in Kano. And that same God is still present with us. That something will happen like an outbreak, an epidemic, that will visit that camp. Hallelujah. And many will be brought to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Nevertheless, as many among them are designed to be perpetual enemies to the cause of Christ, it is written that they shall lick the dust. There are initiatives all around the state to acquire land, to do stunts, to do strange kind of things, strange things. And there is, there is gradually, there's a takeover taking place now. 
Hallelujah. Just say, take over. But it is our responsibility at the church of Jesus Christ that aligned with his program, aligned with his purpose, to restrain the enemy anytime we see him lift his head in our territory. God, who turned the wisdom of Ahitophel into madness, who turned this counsel and made it nothing and made it of none effect. He laughs when the hiddens rage. He laughs when the people imagine a painting. He laughs when the kings of the earth set themselves against the Lord and against his anointed one. Because he has such wisdom and such depth that he can even make those that are against him to work for him. Arise, O God. Step forth thy right hand of righteousness. Do war. Deliver our territory. Let salvation come in one hand and let judgment come in the other. I want you to lift up your voice as we cry. Finally tonight, let salvation come in one hand. Let judgment come in the other. When people constitute perpetually the enemies of the cross, let judgment visit them. And for those that are hearing the message that grace is beginning to appear to, let salvation be their portion. Lift up your voice as we pray tonight, finally. Lift up your voice. His dominion shall be from sea to sea. Nobody shall be able to resist him. From the river to the ends of the earth. Even the tribes of the wilderness. They shall bow before him. And his enemies shall lick the dust. This land is of the Lord. This land has been given to the Lord. And every rising that is contrary to the purpose of God. We smite it. We smite it. We smite it. We frustrate it. We curse it. We command it to fall. We command it to fall. We command it to fall. Kabre Zamanda. Agabala Sekabirada Baboske. Asamarakaya. Ingabasakuna Bakata Bokoske. Rambetakwa. Barana Sale. Enda Kabata. Spread your hand over this land. Spread your hand over her people. We refuse the operation of the kingdom of darkness. We bring to naught every council that have been entered in order to spread a dominion that is not yours. In order to spread a reign that is not yours. We stand in the gap on behalf of the land. We lift up our voice and we cry to the heavens that thou will let thy hand loose and conquer and restrain this wild wind bring it to a standstill rain confusion in the midst of our people let your excellency and supremacy be seen and felt be known and revered for the bible says that you are known by the judgment that you execute arise oh god and let your enemies be scattered let your enemies be scattered let your enemies be scattered. We declare peace to the four winds of this land, the four corners of this land, that peace shall dwell in you, that righteousness shall be seen in you, justice and equity, they shall spring forth from amidst you, the voice of the church shall arise, the kingdom of God shall, shall ride gallantly, you shall cause your name, O God, to be heard, you shall cause, O God, your voice to tremble in the earth, you shall cause righteousness to be established, we dethrone corruption, we dethrone iniquity, we dethrone darkness, we enthrone and reinforce righteousness, that your name and your voice will be heard among the sons of men.
shall fear you. And reckon with you. For thou art great. And there is no limit to thy power. Thy excellency is unto a thousand generations. We worship you. We magnify you. We magnify you. Oh yes. We magnify you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. I don't know what puts pressure upon you. I don't know what the devil has done that 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 there is a consent to you. But the Bible says you are come to pass in that day. That the body shall be lifted from off your shoulders. And the yoke from off your neck. And because yokes have a tendency of returning to where they were before. Before we can celebrate deliverance from a yoke, that yoke needs to be destroyed. <laughs> you see, yokes are they are mobile. When a yoke is removed, eh, it has a tendency to come to be restored back to its original place. Concerning the yokes, he said, "They shall what be destroyed." There is grace today, and it's God that placed this prayer point upon my heart. You can ask that God will take those yokes and break them now. In the next five minutes, channel the anointing to those yokes, those yokes, those yokes, those yokes. But the Bible says that the yokes shall be destroyed. It will be permanently dealt with. It will be dealt with. It will be dealt with. It will be dealt with. The yokes shall be destroyed. It will be destroyed. The yoke will be destroyed. Is there a yoke over your family? A yoke over your household? A yoke over your life? Today, 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 today. That yoke is, is being destroyed. It's been destroyed. Amen, amen. <laughs> we worship you. We worship you. <laughs> and the yoke shall be destroyed. We worship you. Yahweh, Yahweh. We worship you. We worship you. Yahweh, Yahweh, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. And the young shall be destroyed. Yahweh, Yahweh. We worship you. 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 We worship you.
worship you. We worship you. That thing that puts pressure upon you. Tonight, it breaks. It breaks. That yoke, that yoke, that yoke upon the family. That yoke, that yoke. It breaks from your neck. It breaks from your neck. It breaks, it breaks, it breaks. Shetta barakaskamanga. Rabadon gambantoska, prekaskata. Away! Pakamono sakuabasale. We worship you. And it shall come to pass that the burden shall be lifted from off your shoulder. And the yoke from off your neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed. Because of the anointing. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We are going to do much more praying, even though we'll just exhort for a while tomorrow. But I, I, I think we are coming to a serious moment. It's a serious moment. It's a serious moment. It's a serious moment. While we prayed, I saw, I saw a lady, and I discerned in the spirit that that lady is the daughter of one of our mothers here. And I saw that person under the spotlight, satanic spotlight, for destruction. But you see, that's why when we began to pray, the yoke, the yoke, the yoke. <laughs> that yoke. Some things have been done today. Oh, some things have been done today. <laughs> oh, some things, some things, some things. Some things have been done. Hallelujah. Some of our, some of our brethren have been walking round the clock. And they have been able to host our website. And I just checked it out the last time and it was wonderful. They went today to upload our, video, um, our videos on the website. They are going to upload our messages on the website. Um, just in case you have the writing gift and you know how to write, please put some scriptures on paper. Explain it by inspiration. And we are going to place, uh, hang it there on the website. Hallelujah. Several people have been calling in. When are you going to put videos there from all across the world? Hallelujah. Now we sent some videos and um, they have been working. The design is terrible. If you see it, you will know that um, the Lord was working with them. Hallelujah. I'd like us to appreciate our brother. He's, he's the sole brain behind that work. Brother Adama, please. We we don't know you. This small man, this small man, he has been doing a strange work. And the next time you find yourself on the net, try checking www.rcnministry.org. You can write it down. Please go to go and pay money and on go to go go and browse tomorrow. Go and browse. <laughs> Go and browse. Please go and browse. <laughs> Hallelujah. Several people calling in. Oh, please help me with my board. Let me write it. Um, Samson. Okay, you help me. 